Vaginas are absolute magic. And Ali is here to give them the respect they deserve. That means shame-free supplements made with clinically studied ingredients to keep your pH in check. And your pleasure a priority. Put yourself on top. Go to Ollie.com today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. Hello, welcome to episode 15 of the Oh Crap Potty Training Podcast. Today, let's go over a couple of questions that I get in various forms. I will not answer individual questions, but I will gather them up and give the answer to all of them. And one has to do with if your daycare is uncooperative with the child not wearing a diaper. And the other is picking your start date. Before I launch into those, I do want to say sometimes I have to go back and listen to a podcast that I've done to make sure I'm not repeating myself. Uh, And I went back and listened to episode nine, which was emotional sobriety. And I thought I sounded a little curt and I thought I sounded even a little bit mean. So I just want to ensure, no, I want to assure you guys that I am never trying to be mean. I am never trying to talk down to you, but I am human and I do get tired. I get tired when I feel like there's a victim mentality. Potty training is just a milestone and it can be hard and our kids can struggle and our kids can struggle in any major milestone. They can struggle in life and it's really important that we don't go down with them. It's really important that we don't take on all their emotions and I get exhausted. And so I think sometimes I might sound snappy and I just want you to know I never mean it and I am totally sorry if it feels personal. I don't mean it that way. So my blanket apology is that I love you guys. I appreciate you being here and I will be mindful of my tone even when I'm exhausted by all the messages. (laughs) All right. So a lot of questions about, you know, we're heading back to daycare. So, and, and preschool after summer break for a lot of people or a break for potty training. And what do you do if your daycare is not on board with commando or with, you know, underpants. So as you know, commando is integral to my book. And what happened was over the years, I just saw people going from diapers to underpants and just kids wedding and wedding and wedding. And there was no way to break that wedding in the underpants without taking them off. And so that's where I developed the whole commando phase because I started to realize, okay, wait a minute. They just, you're just putting a thinner layer of something that feels very similar, snug around the upper thigh, snug around the waist, some sort of fabric. It feels the same as a diaper. And so I was like, okay, wait a minute. We have to like break that muscle memory, right? It's almost like, uh, I don't know. Let me, what can I compare it to? Like if you're used to running with socks and shoes and then you try to run with just shoes. No, nah, that's not a good analogy. I don't have an analogy. It's a muscle memory where the kid gets the underpants on and they, they have a muscle memory. This is the thing they pee and poop in, right? So we do the commando phase and some kids will stay in the commando phase for a very long time. And parents might freak out about it. I'm like, don't worry about it. You know, you change in their pants on a daily basis. I wouldn't worry about it. 
But it gets tricky when you have to go to daycare. And I totally, a lot of times I think daycares are ridiculous in they're not helping parents do this milestone. And I really, I've had some contentious situations with daycares. And I just, I feel so bad for the working parent, especially because you get screwed because preschool demands fully potty trained. So if you have a kid whose daycare is not helping them potty train, and then the next step up is they have to be fully potty trained, you got like a week in the summer of vacation time that you have to use for potty training. So that's why I just really hate it. I also think that it's child development and that anybody who's taking care of a two to three-year-old should be able to help with potty training. That's my gripe. And if I sound mean, I'm trying to. (laughs) So anyway, they may not be on board, though, because, of course, if the child has an accident, nothing soaks it up. And if they have a poop accident, that poop will fall right out of their pants, their shorts, whatever's going on. So I can understand that they don't want that. But more and more daycares are not allowing anything except pull-ups. And the child has to stay dry in a pull-up for X amount of time before they have, like, proven themselves to be potty trained for Most of the kids I've ever worked with, this is near impossible. And I always say this. It's like, imagine you don't want your child to watch any television. So you put them in front of the television and ask them not to watch television. That's hard, right? Or you ask them to eat broccoli, but you serve them a plate of M&Ms. And you say, no, 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 you have to eat healthy. That's what we do. We eat healthy. It's like, it's crazy making. You can't engage in the behavior you don't want while expecting the new behavior. That's not how toddlers learn. They don't have like this full logical capacity yet. You know, it'll be a long time before they do. It's not just about like, oh, well, I told them or, oh, they seem to be potty trained at home. But when you put a pull-up on, yeah, a pull-up is made to catch pee and poop. To not pee and poop in a pull-up is insane. It's not what the product is made for, right? And our children have been in a pull-up or a diaper. Pull-ups and diapers are the same exact thing oftentimes since birth. So they're used to it. It's the thing they pee and poop in so that we put it on them. They get distracted. They're at daycare. There's no sense of urgency. Of course, they're going to use it. Why wouldn't they? To expect them not to is expecting a lot of a little kid. And that's the other thing that makes me really angry is like, dude, we're not even giving them a fair shot. So I don't like this, but it happens. And so if your daycare is being uncooperative, you can Ask them. You could ask them. I found most daycares are willing to work with a set amount of time. So you could say, hey, could you give me a week? Can I have a week that I can, we can try. And if he's still having multiple accidents a day, we can absolutely put a pull up back on him. But can we give it a try? Because almost always, and I think I mentioned this in another podcast where Almost always the first day back, you'll see a lot of accidents. But then the second day, the child's got the run of the the land. They're like, okay, I know what to do now. And that will start to fade off. So, you know, if you ask your daycare and you say, please, I'll bring in big Ziplocs. You just can throw everything in. I don't expect you to rinse out any accidents. Just put it in the Ziploc. I'll deal with it. If you make it easy for them, they may give you more time. And of course, I know some daycares are wonderful and really will work with you and work, work with the child. And then I have daycare. I've worked with some daycares that are like the polar opposite. Like the kid's having 12 accidents. They're like, don't worry about it. She'll learn. And I'm like, ah, 12 accidents a month into potty training is not potty training. So I work with the gamut, but largely people run into trouble. Now, if you are potty training and you've taken a little bit of time off, maybe you've been able to string together a few days and your child has to go back to daycare 
if they have to, they have to. If they don't, if you're using it for socialization and they don't necessarily have to, the more days you have at home, the better they can build this skill. It's just a fact. So know that. And I would, you know, plan accordingly. But if they have to go back, you do have to kind of rush things a little bit. You have to rush, especially underpants. So what I would do is, you know, as soon as your child kind of gets to block two, block three, I would put underpants on them, but just underpants, not any other layer of fabric. It's the double fabric that seems to really throw them. So like underpants plus shorts or plus pants. So I would practice at home, stick around the house so you can kind of watch, you know, watch for their cues, watch for their pattern. And just underpants. Notice, is it logistics? Do you have a dressing problem? Because a lot of times that is like, and I was guilty of this myself when my son was younger. I didn't even think to let him dress himself. And then there's some kids who have anatomy. Some kids have a big, like a little bubble booty and it's really hard to get underpants down. So practice with that just at home. And hopefully that will help your child. Now, if the daycare just won't allow underpants, there's nothing you can do. Again, you can try to ask, but you can't, what are you going to do? Force them to clean up accidents? Like you can't do that. And so I always say like, just do what the daycare says. And it's like Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays at Vegas. Put it on at school, take it off at school, and they'll take longer. It extends the process, but that's okay. And you can still potty train at home. Don't feel like you have to abandon it. And I swear to God, kids totally get this. They're like, okay, I'm going at home. I can go with my diaper at school, whatever. That's what happens. In the past, there have been kids who use underpants with rubber pants. And that that can be a solution if the daycare is willing to work with you because it can be like a, it can contain an accident, but it can also be like an unconscious reminder of like, oh, let me pay attention to this because most kids don't love like rubber pants. They kind of feel a little, I don't know, a little awkward. I did recently hear about a daycare that demanded that. And, you know, it's funny because my assistant was great. She said, I, this sounds strange. And I was like, no, no, it's it, that's all right. That's cool. It's an option. And what we have to remember is the ratio. Your child's not going to get one-on-one. They just are not going to get the focus that you give them at home. So we have to be sympathetic. And these people are in charge of your child. And I can tell you from years of doing this, that if your child's having consistent accidents and pulling the teacher's attention, it's only human, just like I started this podcast, it's only human to start getting frustrated, get annoyed, and that will come out in the care of your child. So we want to maintain that love and devotion to your child above all, above any sort of like staunch potty training rules that we have. Now, if you have somehow gotten into the position where you only have a couple of days, you know, I have parents trying to do this in two or three days, and I always say you're setting yourself up for failure, but if for some reason that's where you're at, I can almost guarantee you're going to fail. Like, it's just not enough time, and you're sending your kid into the fire with not enough skills. So I really don't recommend that. And I know it sucks for the working parents. I know it's hard that you may have to, you know, take some time off or use vacation time or whatever, but it really is worth it. And I have a ton of parents who potty train like over Christmas break or whenever there are holidays where the child will be off of school. And I would much rather see that than any sort of time frame. So I know parents get locked into the idea of, I say like 20 to 30 months. So their kid is 29 months, They don't have any time. They're looking forward to maybe Christmas break, but they're freaking out because I said the time frame was 20 to 30 months. Ignore the time frame, okay? That is just a suggestion. That is when it's easiest, but what takes precedence is when you can devote the time to it. That's going to be the number one priority is when can you devote the time? 
So that is actually a very nice segue into the next bunch of questions, especially I think we're just getting a lot of them right now because it's the end of summer. So everybody's like packing in trips and everything. So people will contact us asking about the best time to potty train, and then they will give a mind numbing schedule. Like, first of all, I'm not going to write all the stuff down. Like when somebody DMs or emails, I'm not going to go to my calendar and take time to figure this out. I really won't. So people will send a message like, okay, well on the 23rd to the 25th, I'm here. And then on the 27th to the 29th, I'm here. And then he's with grandma. Like I can't, I get way too many communications to start to parse that out for any one individual, unless I'm working privately with you. But here's the deal. As many days at home as you can. I cannot change your life. I cannot change your activities, but you've got to give your kid a fighting chance. So what you want to do is you want to look ahead. How many days can I string together? So as many as you can. Yeah. And then you want to look ahead and you want to say, what are your plans? Are you taking a cross country trip by car? No, you don't want to potty train. Your cross country trip by car is going to take forever. Ever, if you are potty training, yeah? If you are going to a beach house with your mother who is helpful and kind and non judgmental, and it's going to be easy peasy, and that's when you want to potty train, go for it if that makes sense. If you are going to a family reunion where you're with your mother who's judgy and bitchy and has opinions about everything you do, why would you potty train with her in the room, right? She's going to have something to say. If you're going on a vacation, again, with a bunch of family and it's going to be go, 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 go. No, don't potty train. Don't back yourself into a corner. Remember, this takes a little time for the kid to like truly get it and be really comfortable with it. So I got parents who like are planning a week of potty training, then getting on a plane and going here and there and everywhere. A kid who's a week into potty training and you're doing extensive travel is going to be miserable. Now, Can you use a diaper on things like the car? Yes. The plane? Yes. But if you're going to be on planes and trains and automobiles for a good percentage of your vacation time or your outing, well, then no. If you're spending more than, I don't know, 20% of your time in a situation that needs a diaper, just use a diaper. The other thing is I'm a realist, you guys. If you've been planning a trip to Disneyland and you're going to potty train your kid four days before you leave for Disneyland, you're going to kill your vacation. Why on earth would you do that? Like, I want you to have downtime and have a good time. Like, find a good time and I can't change your life. So don't ask me to. Because <laughs> this is one of those those situations that people contact me and I say, I don't know what you want me to do about that. Like people would tell me that they, their bathroom's three stories up and they can't, they don't want to use a potty chair. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I can't like change your house. And if you've already booked an expensive vacation, I can't change your plans. But I can tell you that the most days at home together are going to be the best. And again, think about the situation. I would say that judgy grandparents are probably one of the biggest factors that come into play. So if you're going anywhere where you're going to get shit for how you're doing things, don't do it. Like you're already going to have to defend so much of your parenting anyway. Believe me, the older generation always has something to say about potty training. And again, if it's going to be relaxing, if it's going to be great, but if you're going someplace where they're like Disney, there's going to be not convenience. There's not going to be a bathroom around. Your child's going to be overstimulated. It's just a recipe for disaster. So I would just wait and and don't worry about the time frame. It's far more important that you have those days together and you can attend to it with your full focus than the time frame. 
All right. I think that's all I have to say on those. I was trying to think. I thought there was another thought that I had. Give me one second. Yeah, it's gone. But set your child up for success. I think that's the biggest thing is I see so many people kind of dive into this, like not thinking about a learning curve, not thinking about the actual logistics. It sounds wonderful to travel without diapers. Damn, that sounds great. But what does it actually look like? And then you can also, you know, an absolute fine thing too, is you can, if you have a couple of weeks before your vacation or when you're, when it's your start date, you can try, you could have a rock star on your hand, but you will know that within a day or two. And you, so you can give it a, a soft try and then say, yeah, never mind. Well, this isn't, this is going to be a little too much work, which is fine, but not right this second. Oh, I know what the thought was. Oh, I'm so glad I remembered. Okay. So what can happen is say, all right, I don't know what's today. I'm recording this on August 20th. Okay. So let's say, you know, you have time in like a week. So August 27th is your start date. You're like, yeah, I got my start date. I'm all set. I'm just going to put the potty chair out so they you know, can get used to it. If you read my book, you know, you don't do that. They don't need to get used to it, right? It's innocuous piece of plastic, probably the most innocuous thing in your house. They don't need to get used to it, but we always put it out. And again, I say this in the book, the reason we put the potty chair out is because we have the secret wish that they're going to do it on their own. And that is a lie. So don't do that. Don't have that secret hope. Let's be like realistic about this. But let's say you put the potty chair out. Your start date is on the 27th. And all of a sudden your kids, he says, I, you know, I want to use the potty. Not consistent. You're still going to have to attend to it. But you're like, oh shit, what do I do now? You have to attend to it. Yeah. I mean, you can float. You can try to float for that week. But here's the bigger lesson. Don't put the potty chair out a week before your start date. What the hell? You don't have to do that. <laughs> You don't have to get the child used to it. So if you're listening to this and you haven't read my book, please go read my book because that is one of the biggest myths is put the potty chair out so they can get used to it because they don't have to get used to it. They will use it as everything but a potty chair and they may use it occasionally, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're potty chained and you may still have to attend to it. Now, it does also happen that, you know, you set your start date, you haven't put the potty chair out and it's like your start date's August 27th and it's August 20th and out of the blue, your little one says potty pee potty. And you're like, what? How did you even know that? I didn't say a word. So it is freaky. Sometimes like, I feel like our kids are vibing with us, you know, like they're, they're connected to us in our uh, psychically. So that could happen. So what I would do is if like, you really can't attend to it, like you work outside the home or whatever, honor that pee call and know you got to start date in seven days. Like, don't worry about it. You can honor it when your child says it. Like seven days isn't going to completely screw up the process. Now, if your start date is in six months and your child does that, you got to carve some time because it is fairly rare for a child to just initiate the whole process of potty training like that. And so you want to jump on it because if you wait another six months, remember the thing you're actually telling your child is, eh, I don't care about this. If you don't care about it, they don't care about it. And they're going to jump right over that impetus. They're going to jump right over that initiation. And it's just going to be a little bit harder in six months. So I would always, if your child somehow initiates the process in any way, shape or form, jump on it, make the time. It's really worth it. And I know you guys, I was a working parent when I, um, I mean, I've always been a working parent. That's stupid. I'm a single mom. (laughs) But I worked outside the home when Pascal was potty training. And I know it's hard. I know it's frustrating. And I know it blows to have to use some of your time off to do something as stupid as potty training. I get it. But 
if you don't make the time, the time's not going to come to you. Like, think about your life. Do you ever just have a couple of weeks free for no reason? No, it's all full. So you have to carve the time. And if you're just busy, like I said, if you have packed plans for the rest of the summer and you, you know, or packed plans for the holidays, you'll have to do it then. But make sure you look ahead and say, we do have time now. And I think there are a fair enough like breaks in school and work throughout the year that you can go to the next one, whether it's President's Day, you know, spring break, uh, holiday break, Christmas break, Thanksgiving, whatever it may be. There are usually some built in times that you can take that break. And again, I know it blows that you might have to spend a vacation potty training, but it's worth it. It's worth it to give your child the autonomy, the skill, the respect, and watch them just grow. Like uh, It's one of my favorite things about potty training is that growth of, I can do it myself. I can be in charge of my person because that starts them on a whole nother level of childhood that is super exciting and super fun. All right, guys, I appreciate you. Don't forget, if you need help, go to jamieglowacki.com. I have courses there. I have a night training supplement. I have my pooping solutions course, which if you're having any pooping problems, you must get that course. Any pooping problems. And I have the regular O course, um, O course, O crown body training course. We have the lit video books. If you go to litvideobooks.com, you can get a super fly uh, version of O crap in an hour, hour and 15. Really well produced uh, video book. And also my book book. I have my other podcast, Oh Crap, I Have a Toddler. And I have my other book, Oh Crap, I Have a Toddler. And that is it. Rock on, you guys. I super appreciate you. I super appreciate the work you're doing as a parent. You are doing a great job. 